taking a next step into the design process is beginning to discover what a client needs from the building program and brief developed in the pre-design phase. The schematic phase creates the concept for the project with multiple ideas and iterations that help to bring the project closer to the imaginations of both the architect and the client. The schematic design phase is a step in the design chain never to be skipped or rushed because without it there is no foundation and basis for a design. The design becomes worthless, useless and there I say utter bullshit. Excuse my language. Let's then look at what this phase of the process is about and how it is significant in all its glory for your project. This is the paradigm shift to bring a change to the thinking of architecture. I am Zimu. This is Architectural Revolution. Mostly considered as the first phase in the design process, the schematic design focuses on the function or use and beauty of a building and each of the spaces within it. It presents visuals and schematic drawings that show what is to be built, setting out the expectation on what the project could become, sometimes not even knowing the cost and the specifics of the building components. Team members and the stakeholders of the projects are normally involved within the schematic design process, but the most involved would be you, the project owner, and the architect. Now, during this phase, the architect and you work closely to ensure the necessary building program needs are covered in the project. In fact, you may be involved frequently on what happens daily on this design phase than probably any, than probably any other design phase after it. Your architects would use tools like schematic diagrams and sketches to show the spatial ideas to you. And these tools also allow iterations and prevent any stakeholder from, you know, setting on an, settling on an idea prematurely so that many explorations can be done on what is possible for the project. Now, the schematic design requires intense thoughts and thorough planning for a well-designed architecture that balances project limitations. And this can be quite a lot because we are aiming to create an appealing design, which isn't that easy to do. It's really not an easy thing to do, but a well-designed architecture would factor use the users of a space, functions of the spaces, circulation, the proportion of the building, and a lot more. And normally these are done through these changes by the design team beginning with big ideas, and then thoughts and then narrowing down to a more detailed idea and design elements of the project. The process then involves multiple design meetings between the design team and the client team. That is if there is a client team. If the client team is singular, then that is also in place. Bearing in mind that sometimes the best results come from you know, open-minded exploration of creative ideas from both sides. 
and is these ideas that help to really discover the the design to then focus on and without sketches and schematic diagrams we can't move on from there now it's beginning to get lost where we show for or start ideas with sketches to show the ideas that you know are um, that's that uh, are possible for the project we just begin to move onto the computer phase which i mean i wouldn't blame anybody just let's just say because everybody wants things to be fast but with sketches begin we, we can see what is possible and not have to rush if there are any changes that needs to be made then we do that now instead of after more work has been done and then we have to come back you know and then make those changes this then creates that back and forth i was speaking about on our last episode where we do not want a lot to happen but then again if we do not start to look at ideas different ideas and explore them the possibilities of them or the drawbacks to it the opportunities that they can present to you as the client if you don't have that process and if you don't have an easy way to amend those changes it then becomes a problem so with the schematic design phase when we have multiple meetings it can be multiple can be three can be four i dare say if it could also be done within two meetings that's also possible but it would depend on the design process of your architect and how fast he wants to do it and also how fast you also want to go through the process all right so exploring many ideas through sketches and schematic diagrams helps to know what exactly can be done for the project and for both sides to come with an open mind really helps the process to move along smoothly so that we can then go on to the next stage in approaching the schematic design there are a few things to look out for that could make this phase and the project as a whole a possible success the first would be design concepts and goals now the project goals could have been set out in the pre-design phase but in this stage we have to understand the project goals and then the aesthetic preferences the client might have that is you might have the concept ideas are developed and presented with the entire team that have to agree on the proposed design concepts. Project goals and design concepts are quite important because if we have the project goals, we know what we what the architect is supposed to achieve, or the architect knows what he has to achieve at the end of the design, the whole design process. Okay, so with that, he can be able to formulate a design concept to try and match or achieve the project goals the goals of the project at the end okay and these goals are somehow taken from the clients because with conversations from the client you get to know the problems that need to be solved and so we have to set out goals that have to get as the solution 
right? So having these goals puts or creates a path forward for clients and architects to follow and then get to. Now, when both, both teams know exactly it's supposed to be done, the work, everybody knows what exactly they have to do, all right? Where the architect designs, creates the concepts, shows it to the client, or even works together with the client to develop it further, to develop what exactly needs to be done, using also the building program that has been developed in the pre-design phase. The, the brief that has been already been developed. And then we move on from there. We develop more and more concept ideas, present them, see what's good, see what's not good. And then after everything, we just continue on. Now, the second would be space planning for the schematic design phase, which is an important step in understanding the project as it takes into account the user experience, the user function, the function of the building, the building form, and then the building life safety. This can normally be presented in the form of floor plans and sections or elevations, and even sometimes some basic 3D visualization. Now, those 3D visualizations can be schematic in nature. It can be in different forms, different design styles, to be able to let the client know where exactly the idea is. Where, where exactly the building <clears throat> is supposed to look like. And so these are then reviewed by the client and then approval is given if, you know, it's to their liking and they are ready to move on. They are ready to move on to the next stage. <clears throat> so having planned spaces, it has to look at how the building will be used first, how the occupants would experience the building. And so this is where so many ideas come into play, which also has to include the overall function of the building. If it's a residence, we all know the purpose of a residence is to live in, to sleep, to have a place to eat. By its main purpose is shelter. Okay, another f uh, building function could be an office where that needs a place to work. An industrial building, its function, overall function would be to either produce goods on a large scale or even store them or create a place for people to do so many things at the same time. All right, so space planning is very important in in the whole process because not only will it factor in the function of the building, but also the individual functions of each user, their, experience, their experiences within the building and how creating and planning the spaces to correlate together will not create a, a form of disalignment with everyone. So this is where we are, um, architects take the needed pains to make sure that everything works coherently and that it's close to perfection. If not perfection, it's close to perfection. <clears throat> because if we don't figure out 
all these things together and figure and make sure that they work very well. If the spaces do not work very well together, then there becomes a problem after it's been constructed. It becomes a problem when people are using it and then they are not able to use it very well because it's something that is not working for them. It's something that cannot really do well for their livelihood and whatnot. Another thing to look out for in the schematic design phase is a code review. Doing when the actor has to do a preliminary code review. And this this is done concurrently throughout the schematic design process where the design team will verify major code items that would affect the building spaces, the form of the building, openings, that's doors, windows, their sizes, um, projections, and then the ing ingress and egress of a building. Now, the code review will include not only the zoning code, but the building code as well. And thankfully, Ghana has a zoning code, uh, which is a zoning guidelines, zoning regulations and guidelines, which can be found online. And also the Ghana Building Code, which was released and published on in 2018. I think it was July of 2018, I think. So now all building professionals and including architects can review all these codes and also you know make sure that wherever it's being designed the spaces that are being created the forms the building forms uh, materials material specifications and a whole lot of things are in accordance to what the country has specified um, to be built so as these things as we are creating spaces and we are creating the building forms and all those things the architect has to check and ensure that all these things match what exactly is required of them and so that when going or applying for the building for a building permit there wouldn't be a lot of changes required from the district assembly district assembly right because if we don't look at the building code and there's some things that are not supposed to be done. We then have to go back and go through the construction documents again, make sure that we've done it according to the code, and then go back to reapply for the permit. Now, if we begin to do this during the schematic design phase, where we are looking at all ideas, all we are making all changes here, making sure that um, the initial design and the initial spaces created or the initial things that are supposed to be done are done well. We won't have a lot of problems when we are getting to the end of the design process where we then need to get a permit. Okay, so looking at the code and doing it here, it's, it's quite important. Now I know we will do a zoning analysis during the pre-design phase, but then during the design and we are doing another Look at the zoning code again, and then we add the the Ghana building code as well. This will really help us 
to and this will really help us and make sure that the building ex is exactly to book and there will be less problems down the road now in the schematic design we also look at the exterior design that's the design of the outside of a building you know the the building's face which is is public face and it normally gives the building its identity the design team considers multiple factors in creating the building's face where the where these factors are the surrounding context the desired architectural style the proportion of the building then interior spaces and also the orientation of the building okay so putting all these things together helps to create the exterior of a building as well as the interior of the building and this is done the the initial ideas are done in the the schematic design phase now later on in the next phase those things are detailed out and some changes some changes will be made as well but over here is where we start to create how the building will begin to look like all right the last approach in the schematic design phase is making collaborative iterations creating changes right which i think is very important because collaborating with between clients and architect where everything that is to be done is done together but not as a one-sided party now working together with clients i think should be embraced right which i i, I believe is not normally done all the time but what happens is the design team works on the project and then sends it over to the client for input and changes and then you know there's, there's a whole review process where we have to wait for the client to then bring his ideas as to what shouldn't be there what should be there this is sort of like a student teacher relationship which most people find annoying i i kind of find annoying because you present your work then you have to wait for the teacher to give his input and then you have to then go back and look at it look at what can be done sometimes having no explanation as to why this isn't so or why this shouldn't be here this shouldn't be here if you're lucky to have a teacher who would explain to you i mean that's that's awesome but in most cases it isn't it isn't so so having this collaborative nature between architect and client and, and starting from the schematic design phase is quite important because when you're able to work together and this is also, this is also part of the uh, the process of the design meetings going to a few design meetings where you sit down actor presents his ideas and not only presents it for you to take away but presents it in such a manner to explain what exactly he's come up with what exactly she has thought of what exactly could work and then you the client also you know present your ideas as to what you thought was possible now if there is no collaboration or any collaboration meeting 
when you as a client say you do not want this, most of the times what happens is you do not give an explanation because you don't expect to give an explanation. And that's fair. But if you sit down, you have a sit down with the architect and then you say you don't want this and the architect asks why, then the architect can then explain to you why this could work and why this wouldn't work, right? And then if you still do not want, I mean, we can still find a way to go around it and still get it working for you. But it's during this process that all these things can be done. And these explanations are very crucial because you then begin to understand how the process really is like. Without you just leaving everything to the architect in the beginning, they do something, you say no, they have to go back, they change it, and then you say no again, or maybe you say yes, and then you have to move on to the next place without understanding what's going on. But if you really have these collaborations, you then begin to know what exactly is going on. You understand what exactly is being done, and not only what is being done, but what's being done for you, what's being done to meet your goals, your objectives, as I already said before, what's being done to meet your desires. And, you know, you normally see this during residential designs, housing designs, because it's very personal to you. And to create this, this way you need, you need uh, the, the understanding to do that. So the collaboration and collaborating and sitting down between clients and architects helps you know, the ideas and inputs to be understood very clearly with no issues whatsoever. Now, I'm saying no issues whatsoever, but there will definitely be issues. Because if the actor comes with a schematic, di with schematic diagram sketches, you know, you would definitely find some issues with it. If you don't find some issues, then hallelujah. But you find some issues that maybe you might not feel comfortable with. And that's where you have to you know, you definitely have, you definitely speak up, say, this might not work for me. And then there in that moment, certain ideas can also be brought forward to um, make things work for you. And then after everything, we go back, the actor has to go back, look at those new ideas again, make sure that it works. You know, then you meet again with fresh ideas looking at everything in another light and in a different perspective. And then, you know, you you then move on and say, okay, this might work. This is something that I'm looking for. This is something that that is sure to to be very useful for me. Right. So as the last approach in the schematic, it's, it's quite important, I'll say, to collaborate with the architect. And this is this is one of the stages where you can you can really do that. Because after, after the design development stage, even during the design development stage, you will not really get that chance because from the design development stage, the actor will be detailing out everything that has been set out in the schematic design phase. Afterwards, you go to the construction documents phase where it's mostly the actor that's solely working out on it, on the project, creating the specifications and details that will be used to construct the building. And over here, having your input being made will really cost you a lot because then we have to now, actor has to now go back and look at everything that has been done and discussed in the very beginning to make sure that this new change works. So this is the opportunity that you have to create all, all these 
um, ideas to put them together to see if they work for you or not. And then directors would would really help you to um, put that together to make sure that it's right for you and for whoever is going to use the building. Now, in delivering the schematic design to you, architects normally include a lot of things into their packages, and that's normally that's at the end of the schematic design phase. So they include a site plan, schematic floor plans in sketch format, which I've already said, but sometimes they can also present it in the card format, uh, which is a computer-aided drawing, computer-aided design format, where it's, you know, printed out, created by the computer software and all other things. And depending on some of the architects, they might present building elevations, some sections, 3D views and perspectives. Um, some might even go further ahead to present some schematic structural drawings, schematic mechanical drawings showing um, the mechanical aspects of a building. Now, I'm sure this would really be important in higher grade buildings, maybe in commercial buildings, industrial buildings. Um, they might also present schematic plumbing drawings and also schematic electrical drawings. This is just a few of the, the some of the deliverables that architects can present at the end of the schematic design phase. And it's at this point where, as the final part of the phase, you have to look at the drawings and decide then if it's really what you want. Now, if it's really what you want, then you then give approval to the architect to move on to the next phase, which then becomes the design development phase. So using all these, all the deliverables here in, in a single package that is presented to you, you then have an idea of what is to be done, of what is to be done for you and what would be constructed. And, and that's the only way you look at it. But at this stage, you would have gone through a lot of the changes in the beginning, in the previous meetings, and we didn't have to, you know, make so much changes to it again. You'll probably then give approval because you've seen everything that has happened before and, and you've already spoken about it already. Now, there's no way around the schematic design. Um, it's one of the important aspects of design an actor has to go through for a project because it's also the the starting point and without it i think there's nothing to go on from uh, there's no concepts no idea to build on just nothing you have to know that in the schematic design process collaboration is important for for all ideas and iterations else there really wouldn't be any fruitful creation of a wonderful project now, collaborating with architects in various design meetings also helps bring that understanding of what's going on. But you have to remember not to force your ideas on the project, but really be open to your architect's expertise and knowledge on what might work and what might not work. And so then you have to remember this. Great projects require the highest quality output at every stage. And that's that. If you enjoyed today's chapter, please do leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, 
and share it to those who benefit from the show. Until next time, do take care.